So spoiled kids are extremely annoying. They're super entitled. And today, a spoiled kid just starts getting away with so much and just is so annoying that he actually makes the teacher who's been teaching for like 15 years quit their job. Yeah, this is a pretty crazy one, so buckle up, subscribe if you're new to the channel and enjoy story videos, and let's just jump right on into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted the today's story, Luke. So anyways, in Luke's class, there was a kid who we're just gonna call the spoiled kid, and they had a pretty major assessment that was coming up. So the teacher decides to put Luke and all the other classmates, including the spoiled kid, into small groups to review. So basically, they've had an entire week to study for this test, it's like one of the major tests that will have a pretty big impact on the grade. So they're put into small groups to kind of just go over material, just kind of like go over stuff that they need to do. And so they're in the small groups and Luke happens to be put into a group with the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid almost immediately starts, I don't know if it's bragging or just, I, I don't know what this is. I think it's bragging, but I'm not sure. He starts telling everyone in a bragging tone that he has not studied at all. So all the kids, including Luke, look at him a little bit uh, confused and also a little bit concerned because this wasn't some easy class that you could kind of figure out. I think this was like biology or something. It's one of those classes where it is really memorization based and in maybe some, I don't know, other types of classes, you can kind of wing it. However, in memorization like heavy classes, it's a lot harder to wing, wing it because it's less about common sense and more about information recall, which you can't really wing information recall unless you're literally attached to the internet through like Elon Musk's Neuralink or whatever, right? So uh, yeah, the kids in Luke's group with the spoiled kid kind of looked at the spoiled kid with this look of concern, it, like genuinely just concerned about him because they're like, bro, how are you actually going to make it through this exam? Because like Luke and all the other kids in the class had actually been studying for this for a while. Because I think this was actually an AP class. I think this was AP high school biology, which is known for being a very difficult class. I mean, different classes, different schools can teach it at different levels of difficulty, but it is overall a very difficult class. So Luke pipes up and says, bro, like, you should probably start studying, like, for your own good and your own, like, success. You should really consider, like, studying, bro. Like, you really should consider studying. And the spoiled kid looks at them and says, no. Not have I only not studied, but I don't plan to study at all. And guess what, guys? I'm gonna get an A, and I guarantee it. So all of them look at the kid like he's completely delusional, which I mean he is a little bit, but also he knows a thing that they don't know. His daddy's a big shot freaking lawyer, bro. Yeah, so basically the spoiled kid had a father who was a lawyer and was like one of the most successful lawyers in like their state. Like, he was always, like, representing private... He was doing all these things, right? And he also ended up owning his own law firm. Like, he was very powerful, very successful. And here's the thing. There are children of successful people, and sometimes they turn out to be, you know, really great driven individuals who are humble and grounded, and they just happen to have more resources at their disposal. So sometimes they use that just to, you know, to elevate themselves and to be able to do even more. However... Other kids sometimes will let the kind of like the resources and power that, you know, their parents and family have go to their heads as if they were the ones who rightfully earned it, right? As if they didn't just luckily spawn into existence into the right family, dude. 
Yeah, so this sort of entitlement definitely followed around Luke, and unfortunately, Luke's parent, not Luke, sorry, the spoiled kid, and unfortunately, the spoiled kid's parents completely encouraged this type of behavior. They would, you know, whenever the spoiled kid would have a tantrum, they would basically back him up. So because of that, he was super inflated, like inflated ego, inflated confidence, inflated just like everything like that. So the spoiled kid was basically bragging about how the fact that he hasn't studied and he doesn't need to study. The thing is, though, Luke and everyone else in the group with the spoiled kid, they don't realize that the spoiled kid is going to pull the daddy is a lawyer card. They just think that this kid's going to freaking fail. So they keep trying to tell him, dude, like, this is really hard. Like, we've been studying for even more than a week. Like, we've been preparing for this even before we knew that we had a test. Because they were told about that they were going to have a test in a week, but it was kind of clear what the material was going to be on because or what the test was going to have on it because it was it followed this very sequential uh, a very sequential order of everything, right? So a lot of them, including Luke, had actually just been reviewing after every single class because not only this, they wanted to do on the AP test too. And so it makes a lot of sense to review as you go along, not even just for tests. It'll make studying for the AP a lot easier. Have you guys ever taken an AP class in high school? If you have, let me know down below. I took a few, but uh, anyways, right? So Luke is looking at this kid in this kind of like feeling of like, oh geez, bro, bro's actually gloating about failing. Yeah, so little did he know that the spoiled kid had a trick up his sleeve. So anyways, after the spoiled kid brags about not studying and not planning on studying, but thinking that he was gonna do super well, everyone in the group just assumed that, okay, we tried to warn this kid that this is a hard exam, He's not heeding our warning, so like at the end of the day, what can we actually do? Like, what can we actually do about it? The answer is probably nothing. So they decide that they're gonna go ahead and continue on doing what they're supposed to be doing in the first place, which is studying for the big exam. So yeah, sure enough, they study for the rest of the period and the spoiled kid just completely goes on his phone, not even paying attention. So in other stories, like uh, the schools have been stricter about going on your phone. However, this school, it's kind of less enforced. It like, there is a rule against blatantly going on your phone in class, or at least teachers are given the ability to enforce the rule really strictly. However, this teacher really did kind of abide by the, if you want to learn, you'll learn. If you want to like goof off or whatever, you can goof off. Especially since this is an AP test, it's like the teacher probably is thinking, if you don't want to study for the AP test that you're paying for and need for college, I mean, go for it. Like if you want to do all the studying on your own or like not pay attention to my class, like I'm not going to like force you to. So the spoiled kid was literally just on his phone the entire time while everyone else was preparing for the exam. So finally, the next day, Friday comes in and it is the first exam. It's really difficult, or at least that's what Tom says. And even the people who put in a lot of effort, including himself, and studied, it would, they did pretty tough. Like, it was really hard. And by, like, the, the average was like a B minus, which a B minus is not a bad grade, but it's definitely, like, on, I'd say average grades for a lot of things are, like, Bs, high Bs, not really A's, not really C's, unless you're in, like, a college physics class or something. Hey, guys, the average is a 24%. Congratulations, you all did amazing. It's not like that. This is still high school. However, let me just say that the spoiled kid was the very lowest score. So basically, the teacher goes on the board before handing out the test and says, all right, guys, so before I hand back the test, I kind of just want to show you how this, like, scatters out. I know some teachers who do this, and it's always kind of interesting, but also a little, a little humiliating if you learn that you actually did the worst. 
So he says, all right. So he goes on the board and he says, the high on this test was a 90 um, and the lowest score was a 12. And he said, and then he kind of like drew a kind of like, you know, one of those like bell curves, but he didn't do it like a standard distribution. He kind of like had the curve go way up around the 70 to 80 range. He said, okay, the majority of the test scores were in the 70 to 80 range. We had a few in the 50s, few in the 60s, majority in the 70s, and a few and a lot in the low 80s. And 190, which was not 190, but 190%, he says that was the highest. So the teacher then goes ahead and walks around handing out the tests. And as soon as the spoiled kid gets his test, he looks at it, but he doesn't have a look of like shock. Like sometimes when spoiled kids are really arrogant and think that they'll just be a genius and be able to pass their test because of their sheer genius ability and epic mind because they were always told by their parents that they were geniuses. No, no, no. So and not in this case. The spoiled kid in this case knew that he wasn't going to do well. So instead of having a shocked reaction, he looks at it and simply very calmly raises his hand. So the teacher expecting like a little bit of commenting from the kid who got an 11%, right? Uh, but didn't really expect the commentary to come as a class question. The teacher kind of expected the spoiled kid to ask to meet with him after class or during a free period, and they'd go over the test together and how the spoiled kid can salvage his grade in this class. However, it looks like the spoiled kid wanted to get attention for this in front of the entire class, so, you know, the teacher's like, however, you know, whatever, right? So the teacher looks at him and says, yes, spoiled kid, what is it? So the spoiled kid looks at him and says, you know, we're going to call him Mr. Davenport. Some of you guys have been asking, why is every teacher name Mr. or Mrs. Davenport? I used the name once and then similar to me using Ben as the secondary character. I'm just not creative and I like routine, so I've just been using it every time. So we're going to call the teacher Mr. Davenport. And Mr. Davenport looks at the spoiled kid and is like, yes. And the student, the spoiled kid, stands up and looks at Mr. Davenport and says this in a forceful yet calm manner. This spoiled kid is a lot more, uh, I don't know, uh, it, I don't want to say competent, but a lot more confident and a lot more tactical when he like, goes about being a spoiled brat. He looks at this teacher and says, if you do not change my grade to an A, I will sue you and the school. So the entire class was like not quiet, not, not, not like speaking super loud, you know, they weren't all talking, but what the, the, the light hum of kind of like a little bit of talking, a little bit of movement that was present before this kid said that cuts out immediately and it is dead, empty silence. So everyone is just kind of like, oh, damn, did this kid actually just say that, bro? So yeah, um, the teacher has a very, Mr. Davenport has a very stunned look on his face because I don't know about you, but if I was a teacher and some kid very calmly stood up and said, hey, I, if you don't change my grade from a fail to an A, I'm going to, uh, I don't know, sue you and the entire school. Yeah. So the teacher kind of like laughs a little bit because genuinely, how do you react in a situation like this? And is this like, uh, <laughs> come again? So the spoiled kid looks at him and says, yeah, I think you heard me the first time, but if you don't change my grade from an 11% to a 90%, basically from a fail to an A, I'm not only going to sue you, but I'm going to sue the entire school, and this school will come crumbling down. So at this point, this is when the subscriber, Luke, realized that the spoiled kid did have no intention of studying, 
but he didn't have any intention on doing well in the test from like the first time around, the spoiled kid had no intention of studying because he was going to basically threaten his way to an A. Look, there's a lot of strategies of doing well in high school. I do not suggest this one, guys. I mean, I don't know how many of you guys could pull this off. I know I certainly couldn't, but I really don't suggest this. Yeah, so uh, sure enough, um, Luke and everyone else in the class, they're just like, oh my God, like, what did this kid just say? And, you know, the teacher's looking at the spoiled kid. And the teacher, like the smart, the, kind of like the smirk, laugh, smile the teacher had on his face, that wasn't really because he thought it was funny, but just because he was completely taken off guard slowly dissipates as he realizes that the spoiled kid did just say what he thought he said and also said it with completely seriously. So the teacher kind of makes his tone serious as well and says, you know, I will not take such threats in my class. Like, you're going to sit down and nothing's about your grade is going to change. Like, you didn't put in the work, you performed poorly, and because of that, you threatened to sue me. Like, that's insulting. Like, just sit down. I'm not hearing anything else from you for the rest of class. So the class is, like, super silent as this kid sits down, as this is pretty crazy. Like, this is like, whoa, because this teacher was pretty chill. I mean, I don't know. He, was, uh, he wasn't like, I'm going to be your best friend, but you kind of don't want your teacher to be your best friend. You don't want them to be so ridiculously out of touch that they, like, I, I don't know, like, that they can't actually, like, relate or they make things really hard not realizing because they're just so out of touch. You also don't want your teacher to be your best friend because, you know, they're also they're supposed to be have a figure of authority over you. They're supposed to be your teacher, not your friend. However, while this guy was very chill, they've never seen him lash out at anyone. So it was pretty uncomfortable for them to see this, even though it totally, even though everyone agreed this was a totally justified response because I don't know about you, but if I was a teacher and some kid threatened to sue me, I don't think I would just be like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's a totally normal thing that normal people say. I think I would recognize how insane of a thing that just, that was said just was. Like, I think I would, I, I don't know. I think I'd be upset as well. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. You can let me know in the comments if you'd like. So here's the thing. Luke and everyone else in the class kind of assumed that the spoiled kid was pulling a massive bluff. They kind of assumed that the spoiled kid did not actually believe that he was going to be able to sue the school or that anything like that, or even try. So ever, some people, not Luke, but Luke learned a little bit later on, but other people knew that the spoiled kid came from a really powerful lawyer-type family that owned a law firm, and his dad was specifically one of the top lawyers, whatever, in the state. But at the same time, they were just like, no way that his dad is actually going to go along with it. Like, even if the spoiled kid, right, the spoiled kid might say, I'm going to sue you. But at the end of the day, the spoiled kid is not going to sue the teacher nor the school. It would really be the parents who own the law firm or sue them individually. Who even knows, right? And no one in the class thought that the parents would actually stoop that low. However, this is where they were wrong. Because, yeah, um, let's just say that the spoiled kid threatening to sue was not the most ridiculous thing. Sue. Sue is the secret word of the day. So if you made it this far into the video, comment Sue, which is S-U-E, uh, in down below in the comment section. I'd love to see how many people made it this far into the video. And while you're down in the comment section, uh, make sure to check the pinned comment. In the pinned comment is a link to my Spotify account. 
in which I have all these story times uploaded on Spotify. So if you want to just listen to them as a podcast and help me out as well, go ahead and do that. And also in the pinned comment, final thing is there are two channels, one which I post meme kind of type videos, and the other one are story times, but they're specifically Reddit story time videos. If you can go ahead and subscribe to both those channels and perhaps watch those videos, it would help them out a lot as they're a lot smaller and your, your viewership goes a long, long way, especially when I'm when, whenever you're trying to start a new channel. So anyways, let's get back into it. So sure enough, um, basically what happens is the spoiled kid his family gets in contact with the school. Yeah, so basically his family gets in contact with the school and they, uh, I don't know exactly how they do it. I don't know exactly what they say. They don't, okay, there's no way that they actually say, hey, you're st like my son failed an exam because he's an idiot, but because we have money, we're gonna th threaten to sue you unless you change it back. They basically said probably something along the lines of some kind of BS like, emotional damage, unfair, something, something, um, a bunch of other stuff, legal jargon, basically saying that we're going to drag you through the mud because we have the money and resources too, but we'll totally let this go if you uh, make things right with our son. Correct his emotional damage by forcing an A in the class, right? So the thing is, the teacher, this is literally the worst news ever, and it is delivered to the teacher in the worst way possible. So the next day in class, everyone's sitting there, Spoiled Kid is sitting there, you know. Spoiled Kid's pretty confident, even though at this point, I don't think he even knows that he is going to win this. Yeah, guys, the Spoiled Kid actually wins for once, which is terrible, I know. And so the teacher is in midway through teaching something about biology. Uh, I'm not sure what he's teaching. I, I took biology such a long time ago, man. I think it was a good class. But uh, anyways, one of the faculty slash staff members walk into the room. They say, hey, Mr. Davenport, um, can I just talk to you for a second? And Mr. Davenport's like, okay. Mr. Davenport walks outside, has a conversation. So the thing is, um, the, subscriber, the subscriber, Luke, doesn't 100% sure know that this was a conversation exactly when Mr. Davenport learned the truth, or not the truth, but what he had to do. But uh, either way, he eventually learns. However, when Mr. Davenport walks back into the classroom, he is very clearly a little bit shaken up and also quite a bit angry slash upset because either he was just told or, I don't know, maybe he was informed that he really had to. He thought it was a joke. But basically, he had to change the spoiled kid's grade from an 11% to a 100% from a fail to an A plus or an A, however you want to go about it, simply because the school genuinely just saw that, that this family would drag them through the mud and burn them through all their resources for a case that wouldn't even amount to anything. If the, and the only thing they had to do was basically change this kid's grade back. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. I'm not going to lie. And the teacher, Mr. Davenport, also thought it was pretty messed up. Yeah, so Mr. Davenport was just super weird for the rest of the day, probably because he learned that he needed to basically give someone a fake grade, something that they didn't earn after threatening, which is after doing something insane, basically awarding their worst behavior ever and also giving someone a grade that they didn't deserve, all because the school was scared of this family, right? So the next day in class, the spoiled kid walked in 15 minutes late. And Mr. Davenport, while being pretty chill, was not a fan of, like, not showing up on time. He didn't care if you were a minute late. 
I mean, maybe if you're like three minutes late every single day, no matter what, like you'd be like, dude, just like leave, like walk a little faster. Maybe don't take the same. I, I, I don't know. He would like figure it out. Or if there's a genuine reason, I don't think he'd care. But this, he didn't like kids when they were late, right? He, he'd always give them a hard time. So the spoiled kid shows up 15 minutes late. And the reason why the spoiled kid showed up so late was not because, I don't know, he got out of class late or even because like a genuine reason. The reason was, was because the spoiled kid learned from his parents that the school had instructed Mr. Davenport to change his 11% to 100% and that he was going to have to go through with it. So at this point, the spoiled kid basically learns that he won and that Mr. Davenport will be forced to do whatever he says practically. So the spoiled kid walks in 15 minutes late. Mr. Davenport turns to him and says, why are you 15 minutes late? The spoiled kid says, eh, I didn't feel like coming here on time. I came, I, I come on my own schedule. And Mr. Davenport's like, like, no, that'll be deducted from your grade. Like, you gotta be like showing up on time. You can't be like showing up 15 minutes late. And the spoiled kid's like, I don't know, Mr. Davenport. I kind of think I can do whatever I want. So yeah, he sits down and Mr. Davenport is very, very obviously very angry and steaming. However, he also seems a little reserved, a little bit held back. And Luke has no idea that the school has told Mr. Davenport that he needs to change his grade. So at this point, Luke is like massively confused because he's like, wait a minute, this kid just blatantly disrespected Mr. Davenport. And he looks and sounds extremely angry, but he didn't pursue this. This makes literally no sense. So Mr. Davenport just starts teaching, tries to get through it. And that's when the spoiled kid basically just keeps taunting him. Spoiled kid raises his hand because Mr. Davenport asks a question. And spoiled kid raises his hand and says, doesn't really matter for me, might matter for those guys. I don't know the answer and I don't really care. And everyone in the class is just so confused by this answer. They turn around and they look at him. They're just like, what? And then after turning around and looking at the spoiled kid, they immediately turn to Mr. Davenport because they're like, oh my God, Mr. Davenport's going to chew him out again. Like some of them are rooting on for Mr. Davenport to just rip him a new one because they're like, this kid is literally the worst. He sucks. And I really like seeing a spoiled kid getting owned by their teacher, right? However... Mr. Davenport looked at him, and Mr. Davenport gave a long, cold stare, but he didn't say anything. And Luke was so, so confused. Luke was going to learn the truth in a couple of minutes. Stick around, as Mr. Davenport does kind of blow up on him in class. It's very entertaining. But anyways, Luke is just really confused at this point. He doesn't know what's going on, and he's like, what? Like, why is he putting up with this? So finally, the spoiled kid, after Mr. Davenport goes back to teaching again, the spoiled kid basically breaks the last straw. It's the last straw the camels, that broke the camel's back at this point. So the spoiled kid just starts playing a video on his computer. So kids weren't even really supposed to have their computers out, but you know, for some classes, you bring a computer in, and for other classes, the teacher would be like, hey, can you not have your computers out? And biology was one of the classes where the teacher asked very nicely, like, don't have your computer out. We don't have any need for it. And I know it's just going to be a distraction because let's be real, guys. If you have your computer out in class, if you're not playing jump or the dinosaur jump game or slither.io, or if you're not just like doing stuff on it, bro, what are you doing on that computer? I, I guarantee you, bro, I, have, I sometimes sit in the back and I see I have, I have a full perspective of everyone's computers. 
No one is doing what they're supposed to be doing, which in most cases is just paying attention. They're not paying attention, bro. If I'm a teacher, those computers are shut because I know for a fact no one's paying attention to me if their computers are open. That's kind of how it goes. But the spoiled kid not only takes out his computer, but he starts really loudly watching a movie. Like you hear the 21st Century Fox thing, like the da-da-da-da-da-da-da, like very loudly. It's very clearly a movie. So the whole class turns around again and sees the spoiled kid put his feet up on his desk, recline back, and literally opens up his backpack and pulls out a thing of popcorn. Yeah, the spoiled kid was planning his moves to be as disrespectful as possible. He literally popped popcorn in advance just so that he could be disrespectful to Mr. Davenport. Yeah, I'm not even kidding here. So at this point, Mr. Davenport stops what he's doing and he asks nicely, like, spoiled kid, could you please not play a movie in class? And once again, Luke and everyone else in the class is like, huh? Like, why is Mr. Davenport not going in? Like, he would go in on anyone else, and some of the kids were probably getting a little bit mad. Like, what is the special treatment of such a jerk of a kid, right? And the kid's like, nah, I don't think so. And he literally just continues to watch, and he pops more popcorn. And that's when Mr. Davenport just freezes. He doesn't say anything for literally 60 seconds. I think Ms. Davenport, Mr. Davenport was having just like, was really thinking, and what I'm about to do, is it really worth it? And eventually, Mr. Davenport came to the conclusion, yes, what I'm about to say is worth it. So Mr. Davenport takes his like, go, walks over to his desk, has all these papers on it, and literally swipes all the papers off angrily and forcefully. Papers go flying, and as he does it, he says, I'm done. And the whole class is like, oh my God. He's like, that's it, I quit. Mr. Davenport has been a teacher for over 10 years. And one thing that the kids don't know about Mr. Davenport is that he isn't like a lot of teachers. A lot of teachers, they need their jobs, um, or not they need the jobs, but they don't get paid a lot as teachers, right? Unfortunately, one of the most important professions gets paid somewhat near the least, especially when you compare it to how important it is, right? So the thing is, um, Mr. Davenport was not like most teachers. Mr. Davenport wasn't originally a teacher. He actually made a lot of money being like a stock guy before he was at, in hedge funds and stuff like that. However, he made enough money and then wanted to pursue something that he felt was more meaningful and where it didn't really matter how much he got paid. And that happened to be, you know, that happened to be teaching. So Mr. Davenport was actually like a multi-multi-millionaire, right? And he happened to work with the spoiled kid's dad. So he knows all about it, right? So Mr. Davenport, at this point, is really just teaching for fun. However, this, like, this recent thing that happened, which having to give a kid a false grade and letting him boss him around was a little bit too much. And Mr. Davenport decided that it wasn't worth it. So the whole class is completely silent. Because Mr. Davenport just like slammed all the papers off his desk and screamed that he quit, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, so uh, that's when Mr. Davenport decides to go in on the spoiled kid. So the spoiled kid kind of like kind of straightens up his back, takes his feet off of his desk, and pauses the movie. Because he's Mr. Davenport has gotten his attention to say the very least. So Mr. Davenport starts walking in on the spoiled kid. He's like, everyone. I want you to know something. This kid's family threatened to sue the school that if I, if to, like, 
threaten to school, sue the school unless I change his grade from a pitiful 11% to 100%. And guess what? One of the faculty informed me that I needed to do this. And so everyone's like, oh my God. So everyone starts freaking out. They're like, oh my God, right? And the spoiled kid has a little sense of like arrogance and smirk or whatever. And that's when the, you know, the teacher goes in, Mr. Abport's like, spoiled kid, you're so confident. You're so full of yourself. It's like, do you really believe that you've done anything? And the spoiled kid is like, my family, dot, 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 whatever. But Mr. Davenport catches him off. He says, yeah, your family, not you. You've done nothing. You've achieved nothing. And everything in your life is not because of you. You've contributed nothing. You're a little leech who's bitten, digged his little fangs into the side of our society and sucked and sucked and sucked it dry. And the spoiled kid was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because the spoiled kid had never been spoken to like that before. And the spoiled kid's like, I don't think who you know you're messing with. And the teacher screams back at him because remember, this teacher used to be a super successful, like, hedge fund, millionaire, whatever, and he's kept his identity pretty low-key. However, he's also still kept up in the world. The teacher screams back at him, I don't know who you think you're messing with. Spoiled kid did not know this, right? So the teacher goes on to say, class, I'm sorry. I cannot do this anymore. As much as, you know, I love teaching, the school is corrupt if they'd let something like this happen. The school is corrupt. The system is corrupt. And from this day on, I quit. And the teacher begins to pack up his stuff. And the spoiled kid has a little bit of a smile on his face because the spoiled kid believes that he's won. And that's when the teacher says, oh, spoiled kid, I, I-, I got to let you know something. D- just so you know, you didn't get away with this. You didn't get away with this. And the spoiled kid kind of speaks up like, spoiled kid's a little shaken up at this point because this is like a crazy turn of events, right? But the spoiled kid speaks up a little shakenly but a little bit more confidently than he would have been a couple, like a minute ago. Is like, how did I not win this? Like, I got my A and you quit. And the teacher's like, spoiled kid, do you think I've been a teacher for my entire life? And the spoiled kid's like, um, yeah. And he's like, no, there's some things you don't know about me. I never had to be a teacher in the first place. In fact, for like, and he's like, you know what? Might as well let it all go. I'm no longer a teacher after this point, so it doesn't matter. I, in fact, am a multi-millionaire. I used to live a completely different life and I left it all be- and I left my job behind to pursue teaching. I haven't needed to teach a single day, but I came in every single day to do so. And he looks at the spoiled kid and he's like, you know what also? You know what happened when I worked in the world of finance and business? I, I met a lot of people because we, we consulted with a lot of really big organizations. And some of these big organizations were schools. In fact, I've met with almost every board of a pension fund of every major college in the United States. And at this point, the spoiled kid's like, uh-oh. And the teacher's like, I just want to let you know something. I will individually reach out to them and let each and every one of the colleges know who you are, what you stand for, and what you've done. And I guarantee you, doesn't matter what SAT score your parents pay for. It doesn't matter what extracurriculars that you make up. It doesn't matter what other fake grades you get from bullying other teachers. You will not get into any of those schools. And for once in your life, you will have, you will get into a school. You will get something that you actually deserve, my friend. And with that, the teacher 
dead, the class is dead silent right now because this is like the most mic droppiest mic drop of all freaking time. And so he walks back. The teacher walks back, closes up his suitcase, clicks it, walks out the door. The kids are literally silent for the last 10 minutes of class. How's it going, everyone? Today we have a story time of probably one of the most spoiled kids on planet Earth. You guys probably know that kid who's pretty spoiled or entitled, but take that kid, imagine him, and make him twice as worse, and that is the spoiled kid we have today. So subscribe if you're new, and let's just jump right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber James, who submitted this story. So anyways, James was on a class trip, and in this class trip, uh, they were going to a kind of like a museum type thing. It was something that they would do every single year, or at least the fourth grade would do every single year. So James and his classmates were pretty excited for this, as it was a pretty big deal. So yeah, the, anyways, they get onto the bus, and you were you didn't you already had like assigned seats just so that everyone would be organized or whatever. Because whenever you have like a really long like trek out or whatever, like it, it's going to be a lot of cases where the school just wants to be as organized as possible so that, they, so that they don't, you know, lose anyone. And because of this, you not only had assigned seats, but you also had an assigned buddy that you had to spend the entire time with. And because they wanted everyone to be with their, their buddies or whatever, just to keep people together. So Jack, the subscriber who submitted this, right, uh, he was really hoping that, you know, because he was really chill with the majority of people in the class. However, there's this one kid who we're going to call the spoiled kid who is just known as being a really entitled jerk. And Jack was like, oh God, please don't put me with this kid. Whatever you do, put me with someone else and don't put me with this kid specifically. So yeah, Jack was waiting outside the bus as, as well with everyone else waiting for the teachers to read out the names. And Jack is like, please don't be spoiled, kid. Please don't be spoiled, kid. Please don't be spoiled, kid. And the teacher was like, all right, Sam and Ben, Aiden and Steve, whatever, Jack. And, and it almost felt like there was an intentional pause. There probably wasn't. But I think it was just because Jack was so like in the mode of anticipation, really hoping that it wasn't the spoiled kid that, you know, it almost felt like there was a pause where there wasn't. And the teacher's like, and spoiled kid. And Jack is like, how, 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 how? Like, what are the odds that that's actually how it went? Like, genuinely, like, what are the odds that out of everyone possible, that is actually the freaking spoiled kid I get part, like, I get partnered with? Like, that is 100% my luck. Like, how is this even possible? There was like a hundred kids in his class and somehow he got partnered with the one kid that he didn't want to be partnered with but i'm pretty sure that's like murphy's law where it's like the whenever like uh, yeah something like that will always happen and it's like it's the one thing you don't expect to happen will always happen so be prepared for it but anyways eventually they uh you know jack is told and everyone else is told to go find your buddy so jack finds the spoiled kid and uh, you know the spoiled kid's like what's up and jack's like yo and so they go on the bus and they sit down and immediately, once they get to their seats, the first problem of many, the first of many problems arises because the spoiled kid is like, I want window seat. And like, the thing was like Jack was in front of him. So it was just easier for Jack to slide in. And it also didn't really matter. And Jack wouldn't have really cared if the spoiled kid was like, hey man, can I have the window seat? Like that'd be totally fine, right? Who cares? But it's the way that the spoiled kid was like, give me the window seat now just so unnecessarily rude and aggressive, really for just a 20 minute bus ride for who has the window versus aisle seat. Like it was so dumb. So anyways, Jack's like, whatever. So he steps aside and the spoiled kid like pushes him on his way to get to the seat. Like he literally pushes him, bro. So Jack is immediately already knows that this is about to be quite, um, quite something to say the least. Like Jack already knows 
that this is about to be uh, quite the adventure he's about to go on, or uh, the experience, I should say, because the spoiled kid is continuing to be a spoiled kid, right? He's continuing to do what spoiled kids always do. And so the kid is sitting there, and he takes out his phone. And the one thing, a pretty strong rule, was no one was allowed to have their phones. No one was even allowed to really have their phones on them. They had to be zipped away in their backpacks. And you could, like, turn it on so you could hear if you were getting a phone call, because, like, I don't know, maybe your parents need to contact you, maybe there's an emergency. But really what should happen is the parents contact the school, that contacts the teacher, that contacts you. Uh, and But whatever, right? So the spoiled kid was on his phone playing some video game or something, and, uh, you know... That's when he gets bored of the video game and Jack is like talking to some of the people, right? Some of the classmates. Because when you have the aisle seat on the bus, it's a lot easier. I don't know if you guys experience this, but whenever I got the window seat, it was very difficult to talk to people because you'd either have to turn around, which is uncomfortable, and talk to the person behind you, or you talk to the person in front of you, but they would have to turn around and most of the time you don't want to do that. And uh, the people that are like across from you, you're kind of like blocked by the person sitting on the aisle. So when you sit on the aisle seat when you're taking a bus, it's just so much easier to talk to a lot of people. So remember, the spoiled kid demanded that he had the window seat. Like he demanded that he got the window seat. And so Jack was like, whatever. And he sat down the aisle seat. And Jack was like having a good time talking with people. And the spoiled kid like punches him in the arm. Doesn't like full-blown like smack him in the arm, but kind of punches him in the arm to get his attention, which just like hurt a little bit and seemed super unnecessary. Like, could you literally not tap me, bro? Like, were you not like physically capable of just tapping my arm instead? So sure enough, Jack, it like turns around, he's like, yes. And spoiled kid's like, give me the aisle seat right now. Stop hogging all the attention. And Jack is like, bro, what? Like, what do you mean I'm hogging all the, because Jack is so confused because he remembers how in how like intense the spoiled kid was acting and how like intent he was on getting the window seat that he was like super rude earlier and still left a bad taste in Jack's mouth. And now, 10 minutes later, when the spoiled kid gets bored of his video games that he wasn't even supposed to be playing, he now demands to have like the seat where he can talk to other people. So at this point, you know, Jack kind of just doesn't want to like switch seats. He's like, bro, it would be such a hassle to switch seats and I'm not trying to stand up. They don't want us to stand up on the bus. And the spoiled kid starts punching Jack in the arm. He's like, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. And, you know, he's like, stop, Jack's like, stop, stop. What are you doing right now? And the spoiled kid's like, I'm going to make your life a living hell unless you switch seats right now. So at this point, Jack is like, oh, okay, whatever, bro. Like, I really don't care. Like, fine, fine, dude, sure, whatever. So Jack stands up. And immediately hears, Jack, sit back down. So Jack sits back down, because one of the teachers in the front, because you can't be standing up while the bus is moving just in case it has to stop abruptly. You would go, like, you'd fall over, maybe you'd hurt yourself, just for liability's sake. So he sits back down, and the spoiled kid starts punching him in the arm. He's like, bro, why do you sit down? Like, I'm trying to sit in that seat. And Jack's like, dude, I was just told by the teachers that I need to sit down right now. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're going to have to climb over me. So the spoiled kid is like, fine. So Jack starts sliding in towards the window and the spoiled kid starts climbing over Jack and the spoiled kid legitimately like falls. Like he's trying to climb over and he loses his balance and then just falls on top of Jack. And Jack's like, dude, get off of me. And the spoiled kid's like, you get off of me, bro. Which is like, did you really just say you get off of me, bro, when you're literally sprawled on top of Jack? Like you are on top of Jack right now. You are sprawled on top of this guy. How is he supposed to get off of you when you have him pinned down? So eventually the spoiled kid gets the aisle seat 
And uh, here's the thing. I think the spoiled kid just imagined that anybody, literally anybody, if you sit in the aisle seat, you will have people to talk to. But the thing was, uh, most people didn't like the spoiled kid because, I don't know, uh, he's pretty clearly a big, massive jerk, right? And it feels pretty obvious right now. So the spoiled kid, when he actually got the aisle seat, people, like, weren't talking with him. So the spoiled kid starts to get mad and turns over to Jack, because Jack is now just looking out the window... Jack is not talking with anyone because he's not in the aisle seat. He's looking out the window and he hears bump, 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 or he doesn't hear. He feels up like a punching against his arm. He's like, I swear to God, this kid is going to get KO'd from me if he doesn't stop it. So he turns around. He's like, what? And the spoiled kid's like, you tricked me into giving me you your like window seat. Like, I want it back now. And Jack looks at him and is like, dude, can you please just choose? It's literally, we have five minutes left in our drive. Like, can you not chill out for one freaking second, dude? And Spoiled Kid's like, you tricked me. Like, you were making it seem so fun in the aisle seat so that you could have my window seat. Like, I want it back. And Jack's like, dude, okay, if I give this back to you, we're not going to switch again. Like, I'm not going to switch with you again. If we switch, we're never going to switch again, okay? And the Spoiled Kid's like, yeah, fine, whatever. So when Jack and the Spoiled Kid finally switch seats, Jack gets back to sitting, right? And he sits there, and remember, now the people that are sitting in the aisle, they see that Jack is sitting there, so they're like, oh, we like this guy. So they start talking to him again, and the spoiled kid starts to get super angry, and he taps Jack again. He's like, dude, why did you trick me again? And Jack turns around and is trying to keep his rage together, because I don't know about you, but I would be pretty angry myself as well. But Jack is like, what do you mean now? And he's like, dude, like, you, you're, you, you tricked me again. Like, we got to switch. And Jack's like, no, I'm not going to switch. And so the spoiled kid's like, starts punching him. He's like, ah, ah, like, we got to switch now. And Jack literally just clocks him in the arm as hard as possible. And the spoiled kid's like, Ehh. and Jack's like, oh my God. So sure enough, the bus stops. And as the teacher gets up to take attendance, the teacher sees the spoiled kid just having a complete fit or whatever. So, yeah, eventually the teacher comes over. Um, Jack is, like, is asked, like, what happened? And the spoiled kid's like, Jack hit me in the arm. And the teacher's like, Jack? And, then, and Jack was like, like, he was beating me in the arm again and again and again. I just did it back to make him stop. And the teacher's like, well, obviously he wasn't doing it super hard to you and you played way too hard back. No roughhousing, apologize to the spoiled kid. And Jack is like, oh my God, I need to apologize to this kid? Dude, like, I don't think I can, I don't think I can stomach apologizing to this kid. I just hate him so much, bro. Like, I just hate this so much, bro. Like, I can't take this anymore, dude. And so, yeah, um, the spoiled kid, um, you know, Jack is like, Sorry. The spoiled kid's like, it's okay. That's fine. I'll recover eventually. Maybe I'll have to amputate this arm, but I don't know. Will she? Mm. And Jack is like, oh my God, I just want to beat this kid. Oh my God. Oh my God. And the teacher's like, all right, well, everyone get with your buddies and go off to the, you know, the museum or whatever. So uh, they, they get up and Jack notices the spoiled kid stops crying immediately. 
Like, he doesn't kind of like, you know, sometimes a kid will cry and they'll, they'll mean it. They'll actually be truly upset, but they'll slowly like stop crying. They'll cry less and less and less until they basically stop, right? This was not that. The spoiled kid was putting on an act and Jack realized it because he literally shut off his tears and any emotion the second they got up. The second the teacher walked away, he was a totally different kid. Yeah, so uh, tears is the secret word of the day. So if you made it this far into the video, comment tears down below. Uh, that'll be the secret word. I want to see how many people made it. And while you're in the comment section, check the pinned comment. There's a link to my Spotify page where you can listen to these stories on Spotify as podcasts. As well, there are two links to my two other channels that very soon I'll be posting daily on. So please subscribe to them. It will help me out. And if you're listening on Spotify, please rate five stars on the main page. And anyways, let's get back to it. So sure enough, the spoiled kid and Jack, they start walking into the museum. And I wasn't told exactly what type of museum this is. So let's just say that, I don't know, it's a history museum. That's a pretty, pretty common type of museum because museums are like historical or whatever. Some type of like historical museum, whatever. And this was a pretty popular museum. Like a lot of people would come to go see it. So when Jack and the spoiled kid were walking in, Jack hears the spoiled kid go, oh my God, ah, ah, ah. and Jack's like, what? And he turns around and the spoiled kid looks like he just saw a freaking ghost. So Jack is actually kind of curious. He's like, dude, like, what is it? He's like, look at all those people. What? Look at all the diseases they must have. And he like points at them and Jack's like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, the lower classes. They're, they're everywhere. And Jack's like, wait, what? He's like, yes, the lower incomes. They're all around me. I might catch their disease and be like them. I can't have that happen. Oh. And, and Jack's like, dude, shut up. Like, what are you saying? He's like, don't say shut up to me. I'm worried for you too, Jack. Even though you're probably one of the poors anyways, but you might become more like them. <sighs> and Jack's like, dude, shut up. Oh my God, please. So the spoiled kid was like, Jack, I need you to tell me you are around the pores all the time and you are one as well. Will they eat me if they see me? <laughs> and Jack's like, dude, shut up. What are you even saying right now, bro? Huh? And he's like, the, the, the under, the pores, I think they want to eat me and take all my stuff. And Jack's like, dude, shut up. And he just like grabs the spoil kid and drags it, man. The spoil kid's like, no, 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 Jack, no, you're betraying me. No, eventually they get in. I think the spoil kid realized that the quote unquote pores are not going to eat him. And he's like, oh, I'm safe for now. They must think I'm one of them. Oh, gross. And Jack's like, dude, shut up. Oh my God. Yeah, so Jack kind of realized that being with the spoiled kid was going to suck, but, like, he didn't realize it was going to be this bad. Like, he knew it was going to be bad, but he's like, is he didn't expect it to be this bad. Like, this is a whole new level of terrible. Like, this is a whole new level of, oh my God, like, damn, bro. Like, it gets this bad? Yeah, so, anyways, they're walking around the museum or whatever, and the spoiled kid starts touching something, and... Uh, in the museum, you're not really allowed to touch stuff. At least in a lot of cases, there'll be signs being like, hey, can you please not touch the whatever exhibit? Like, you're just not supposed to. And a spoiled kid is just freaking full-on gripping this thing, right? He's just, like, feeling it or whatever. God, don't take this out of context. He's just like, let's say it's a rock. Let's say it's a historical rock or something. He's just, like, feeling this historical rock or whatever, gripping the historical rock. I'm going to shut up. Um, and anyway, so one of the uh, people who work at the museum comes over and is like, hey, buddy, can you, like, can you not touch it? And the spoiled kid is like, wait, man, I can't touch it. Like, 
I, I get that like the, the masses can't touch it. He's like, but I, I, I'm VIP. And the, the guy working in the museum is like, sorry, no one can touch it. Like I can't really touch it either. Like I'm not supposed to. I'm just supposed to tell people that they shouldn't be touching it, right? And spoiled kid's like, no, 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 I don't think you understand. I'm actually VIP. And the guy's like, I, I, no, I don't think you understand. Like, first of all, there is no VIP here. He's like, no, no, you don't, you don't understand, bro. I'm, I'm VIP. I'm VIP. I'm spoiled kid. I'm the best. And the guy's like, sorry, there's no VIP. Um, that's not a thing. And also, even if you were, you would not be allowed to touch the historical things. Like, you just, that's just not a thing. Like, there's no... We don't let anyone do that. It's like for the, it's kind of the protecting integrity of it. If too many people t- touch it, it'll kind of like rub down. It won't be as like nice as it was. And also like uh, if one person like touches it too hard and breaks it, like we want to make sure that everyone can enjoy it. So please don't touch it, right? Yeah, so the spoiled kid doesn't like, like most spoiled kids, he doesn't take no for an answer very well. So the spoiled kid is like, what, what, what are you saying right now? You're saying, I, I can't. You're saying no. He says, you know what? Well, then, mister, I'm actually going uh, to take it. So the spoiled kid literally picks up the rock out of, like, the exhibit thing or, like, the museum thing and grabs onto it. Okay, so that's when the security guard's like, all right, we got to take this seriously. So basically, the security guard takes the thing out of his hand, puts it back, and says, wear, like, your, like, parental figures or whatever. So Jack is like, okay. So Jack, like, calls over one of the teachers. The security guard explains that you know, the spoiled kid can no longer be in the museum anymore. Like, he's caused too much of a ruckus. He needs to be removed. And says, like, as long as he isn't in the parts of the museum where there's actual exhibits, it's fine. So, uh, yeah, the teachers are like, oh, geez, because they can't drive him back personally. So they're like, hey, can we just plop him in the gift store? And the, and the guy's like, yeah, that's fine. And so Jack is like, okay, well, that sucks for him. <laughs> and Jack's about to walk away. And the teacher's like, Jack, where are you going? And Jack's like, wait, what? And the teacher's like, yeah, Jack, I mean, you're his buddy. I'm sorry to say, but you have to stick with him at all times. And Jack's like, no, dude, what? Yeah, so, (laughs) yeah, unfortunately, Jack now has to stay with the spoiled kid in the gift store for, like, the next hour because the spoiled kid is just an idiot and can't keep his his hands to himself. So Jack is walking to the store with the spoiled kid, and it's, like, dead silent for a second because Jack is, like, really upset. And the spoiled kid's like, after like a little bit, tries to break the silence. He's like, dude, can you believe them, bro? Like, that's actually so crazy, dude. Like, I can't believe that they would like so unrightfully throw me out. Like, that's crazy, dude. Like, that's, that's unheard of, bro. And like, Jack just kind of looks at him. Just kind of gives him this look. Because he's like, of course the spoiled kid would refuse to take accountability for his actions. Of course, the spoiled kid would believe that actually everyone else is in the wrong and he's in the right here because, oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense that he would be allowed to literally pick up the things that are like on display that no one is allowed to touch and they're only allowed to see. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for him to be allowed to pick it up and mess with it and be totally fine. And Jack just kind of looks at him and gives him this look and then keeps going. The spoiled kid's like, bro, do you not agree? Like, do you not agree with me? Like, bro, what? And Jack looks at him. He's like, dude, you're going to go in one side of the store and I'm going to go in the other side of the store. Just because I have to be in the same room with you doesn't mean I have to be next to you. Doesn't mean I have to deal with you any longer. He says, you go to that side of the gift store. I will be on the other side at all times. We're in the same place, but I don't want to deal with you anymore. So Jack basically storms off, which I totally understand I feel like if I was in this position, I'd be pretty angry too. I might just like, 
I don't know. I might just suck it up because I'm not the most confrontational person ever. So I might just be like, or whatever, and like just deal with it. But I totally understand why Jack wants to kind of distance himself from the spoiled kid because, yeah, I can't, I can't really blame him. The spoiled kid is not being the Christ, the best right now, right? So here's the thing. I guess the spoiled kid, I mean, we all kind of know the spoiled kid's worldview is pretty messed up and it's really weird. And it's like, the spoiled kid's insane. But apparently he also believes that paying for stuff is for poor people. Which, yeah, I'm going to repeat myself. Paying for items is for poor people. So, yeah, I think the spoiled kid for some reason believed that he was like, it, was, it would be totally big chillin' if he was to steal stuff from the store. That he could just pick stuff up, and since he was so VIP and, like, exclusive and, like, the best guy ever, the smartest, wealthiest, most handsome, whatever, that he would just be allowed to, like, just steal from the stuff from the store, practically. Yeah, because basically Jack is trying to stay on the other side of the gift shop as the spoiled kid. But occasionally he'll look over to see where the spoiled kid is just to see, like, where he is so he can keep the most distance. And he watches as the spoiled kid picks up something and puts it in his pocket. Like, you know when you see someone, I don't know if you've seen this, but, like, someone, if they want to, like, steal something from, like, a, I don't know, a thrift store or a convenience store or just, like, a store with a lot of, like, little things or whatever at the mall, they'll find something small and they'll... Normally, put into their pocket, put into their purse, whatever, right? And, uh, yeah, so, so the spoiled kid is doing this, but he's not do- Okay, so some people are kind of like, we'll be sneaky about it. They'll take one thing, they'll take the tag off, it won't get caught, whatever, right? I mean, still, that's not a thing you should do. The repercussions could be really bad, and it would- It's not worth it, guys. Don't do that. Um, but the spoiled kid was literally just filling all of his pockets with all the toys and random stuff he could see. His pockets were literally bulging with merchandise and apparel. It was like the most, it was like top 10 dumbest criminals ever. He would be number one at this point. He basically was just filling his pockets to the brim. Like they were probably, there were probably toys and merchandise flying out of his pockets, just falling out of his pockets, right? And like, bro was not being nonchalant at all about it. Um, so yeah. I guess maybe someone in the store would have assumed that he was just filling his pockets to come to the front and then pay for it, and he just didn't want to hold on to it all. But eventually, uh, like, 30 minutes later, the teachers come by and be like, all right, like, we're going, like, where, like, Jack, where's the spoiled kid? And uh, Jack's like, oh, um, I don't know. And he's like, I thought he was in the store. And so sure enough, they look around, and they watch as the spoiled kid is walking out of the store, pockets full of stuff, and you hear... Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, he sets off the detector and uh, these two security guards walk over and they're like, son, do you have any unpaid merchandise? And the spoiled kid's like, uh-uh, I don't. And then like all this crap falls out of his pants. Yeah, so basically the spoiled kid starts to get taken, like is like taken away by these security guards. So the teacher runs over there and is like, stop, stop, stop. And they're like, is this your son? And they're like, no, this is, this is my student. I thought I'd just leave him in here because he was banned from somewhere else. Like, I'm sorry, like, what can I do to, like, bring him home? And they're like, well, we don't really care. Like, we were just going to, like, hold him somewhere till we found his parents anyways. Um, they're like, all right, like, can you empty your pockets and the spoiled kid? And they, like, the teacher goes through and makes sure he empties his pockets correctly. But his pockets are emptied out or whatever. And that's when, like, the security guard's like, all right, well, he can't really come back here, at least on a school trip, on your supervision. Uh, let his mom know about this. Like, that's really what we're just going to do. Like, this kid's obviously a kid. Um, we're not going to, like, actually, like, I don't know, enforce the full extent of the law on him. We just want to want to make sure this isn't a pattern that consists into his teen and or early adulthood when it can actually affect him. And so the teacher's like, yes, yes, of course. I'm so sorry. So they're walking out, and the teacher, 
angry is like, angrily is like yelling at the spoiled kid, like, what are you thinking? First, you try and like destroy something in the museum and then you try and rob the museum. The spoiled kid literally has a blank face. Like the spoiled kid legit doesn't care, which is pretty crazy. But then the teacher says one of the most insane things ever. And I don't think Jack has been more mad in his life. The teacher turns to Jack and is like, how could you let this happen? And Jack's like, what? Today, we have a story time of a spoiled kid who literally gets so angry that he doesn't get what he wants that he goes on an unhinged rampage and actually says that his dad could buy the subscriber. Yeah, that's a little sus, bro. So stand back, or not stand back, sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's jump right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber submitted today's story, Brett. So anyways, Brett and the spoiled kid. There's also a kid in his class who we're just gonna call the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid was a very standard, typical spoiled kid. He was the type of kid who literally got anything he ever wanted. If he wanted something, he would ask and he would receive. So while it's like a good thing to give your kids things that they want sometimes, this kid literally got everything and anything that he ever wanted. So we kind of had this bit of entitlement in which he believed that he was actually deserved everything ever and like that he actually did deserve to like receive everything. So when he didn't get something, that just didn't make sense to him. So here's the thing. There's a girl that both Brett and the spoiled kid were both very into. And uh, we're going to call her Caroline because that's kind of becoming the very standard girl name I've been using. So anyways, Brett had a thing for Caroline. The spoiled kid had a thing for Caroline. However, the spoiled kid was known as being a big jerk. And uh, Brett was actually kind of a, you know, he's a chill guy, was, uh, you know, very talkative, not very talkative, but like could hold a good conversation. And uh, the spoiled kid and Brett would basically duke it out. And uh, this is how it goes. So anyways, almost everyone knows about this little quote unquote rivalry they have. Even the girl, even Caroline knows, and she is actually trying to make up her mind. So, you know, at this point, Caroline's in a pretty good position because she's like, well, I got suitors. Like, I got a lot of guys fighting for me right now. And so anyways, she kind of is just like kind of sitting back and seeing what they do. It's pretty clearly that she's leaning towards the Brett over the spoiled kid because the spoiled kid is kind of a kind of a jerkwad. But let's just jump into their first interaction. So anyways, they're sitting down at lunch and uh, Caroline is sitting there with her friends. And basically what happens is, uh, you know, she gets up to go and get more food. So Brad is sitting with his friends and they're talking about like, oh man, like has been going with Caroline, right? And he's like, oh, actually pretty good. We've been talking a little bit. I got her Snapchat or whatever. And they're like, oh, but like you've heard that like spoiled kids trying to go for her too. It kind of became like a thing around the school to talk about, oh my God, who's going to get Caroline? All that kind of stuff, right? Like, oh, it's going to be so crazy. Who's actually going to get it? And, uh, you know... So sure enough, you know, Brett is kind of, he's a little worried, but at the same time, he's not crazy worried because it is the spoiled kid at the end of the day. So, uh, but the thing is though, they watch or Brett and his friends are sitting at the table and they watch as the spoiled kid walks up to where Caroline is in line. So they start to realize that, okay, looks like he's up to something. So the spoiled kid walks up to Caroline and he walks up next to her close enough that she can see him and she can see whatever he's doing. So she wa he walks up to Caroline and he goes, oops, and he takes out like his wallet and throws it on the ground. And intentionally, he wanted to make sure that the, the dollar bills in his wallet would spill everywhere. So like literally like a hundred dollar bill floats out of his wallet. Remember, this is a spoiled kid. If he wanted money, he could get money. If he wanted something, he'd get something. He could literally get anything. So he kind of figures that he kind of feels as if he's a little bit entitled to Caroline, which guys don't feel entitled to someone, bro. That's crazy. But he's trying to flex right now by having a hundred dollar bill spill out of his wallet. 
So Brett and his friends notice this, and Brett's like, does he really think that that's going to get her? But Brett in the back of his mind's like, dang, like, what if Caroline actually falls for this, bro? Like, what if she's alerted by his, I don't even know what she'd be alerted by, but what if he, she's alerted by something, you know what I mean? And so Brett and his friends are like, dude, like, that's not going to work. So Caroline sees this, and she kind of looks like, I don't know, she's not, like, intrigued by this, bro. Like, I think she's, like, kind of of some character, right? So she sees this, and she's like, oh, well, this is a really low-brow move. Like, he's just trying to be like, oh, I have money, so you should like me, bro. But in this spoiled kid is like, oh, my God, how did this fall out of my wall? Like, how did this fall out of my hands? I'm so clumsy. Ha, ha, ha. Like, it's so cringe and lame and weird or whatever. And Caroline notices this and is like, Ugh, like, <laughs> like, this kid is weird, bro. Like, he's really out here trying to flex, like, the $100 bill that his parents got him. That's the thing, too. Like, it's a little, it's... I can understand flex, uh, okay, flexing is always a little obnoxious, but I can understand being like, hey, I'm financially secure, especially when you're later on dating, because that's definitely like something that's nice, like going into a relationship with someone financially secure, that's something maybe you don't need to worry about. But bro is literally in like eighth grade flexing a hundred dollar bill that his grandma probably gave him for his birthday, like, bro, that's just simply not a flex. And so the spoiled kid picks up and is like, oh my God, I can't believe this $100 bill fell out of my wallet. Like, oh my God, this is so crazy. <laughs> Looks directly at Caroline, like waves the $100 bill around. Oh my God, it's going to fall in my hands again. And he like drops on the floor. Oops, my $100 bill fell out of my hands once again. Yeah, so uh, Brett notices this and is like, dude's going way too hard. And he's like, oh my God, the $100 bill, it's on the ground. And the spoiled kid goes down to pick it up. And it's like, oh my God, it's so much money. And uh, believe it or not, guys, this is actually not an attractive thing to do. This is not going to woo Caroline over. Um, spoiler alert. She's not going to be like, oh my God, his grandma gave him a $100 bill. I love you now. Like, bro, that's just simply not how it works, dude. I don't know how else to put it. That's just not how it's going to work. So yeah, sure enough, um, uh, Caroline just kind of watches this, kind of like, whatever, right? And the spoiled kid moves on. So the next day comes around, and uh, so Caroline is in the hallways, and she's uh, hanging out with her friends or whatever. And Brett sees this as a decent opportunity. As her friends seem to be walking away, and it's like Caroline is, like, getting her stuff, about to go to another class. So Brett is like, all right, cool, like, I can, because he's already been talking to her. This isn't some cold approach stuff, right? He's already been talking to her. He's like, okay, cool. Like, I can go up to her. We can chat it out a little bit. Word, right? Whatever. So Brett goes up to her and he's like, hey, like, what's up, Caroline? And she looks at him and kind of gives him this, like, nice little smile because she knows what's up, guys. Like, she knows what's good. She knows what's going on right now. So, uh, yeah, she's, like, kind of gives him a little smile. Like, hey, like, what's up? Like, how's it going, man? Like, how's it going? And, um, uh, yeah, so they start walking and, you know, Brett's kind of like, you know, chatting her up a little bit, asking how her day's been, asking how this class they have together is going for her, all this kind of good stuff, right? And that's when the spoiled kid sees this. And the spoiled kid is like, ah, hell nah, bro. Like, I'm not letting this happen. So the spoiled kid, he gets, so he has a water bottle on him, right? The spoiled kid has a water bottle and he grabs his water bottle and he's walking down the hallway. So, um, uh, Caroline and Brett are walking down the hallway in one direction, and the spoiled kid is walking down the hallway as well. And that's when the spoiled spoil kid is like, oops, and he acts accidentally. Doesn't actually do it accidentally, but he tries to make it look like he trips, and when he trips, with huge quotation marks, I'm doing air quotations in the air right now, actually, because there are huge air quotation marks around this. When he trips, right, he spills all this water all over Brett, and it's funny, because, like, it's, not, it's very obvious that he did it on purpose. 
like he falls to the ground but as he's fall after he falls he literally dumps the rest of the water bottle on top of uh on top of brett anyways so it's like why did he even pretend to fall bro it's so obvious yeah, so it was super obvious that the Spoil Kid was trying to sabotage us on purpose. And I don't know why the Spoil Kid really thought that just getting him, like, Brett wet is gonna, like, somehow mess up his charisma or something. Or I don't know how why the Spoil Kid thought that that was gonna improve his chances. Because if anything, dude, it literally just made it more obvious that the Spoil Kid was, like, desperate at this point. And the Spoil Kid literally just made it look like he was trying to sabotage Brett, and it just failed. So Caroline, the thing is, she notices this. She notices that because she knows they have a little bit of a rivalry going on anyways over her, lol. But she knows that they have, like, a little bit of a rivalry going on. But also, right, she notices that, like, who's playing dirty here? The spoiled kid's playing dirty. You know what the spoiled kid has not done? Really tried to talk to her, bro. Like, all the spoiled kid has done is tried to, like, flex his, like, lifestyle or whatever, when in reality his lifestyle is literally just what his parents give him. So, yeah... He's been flexing his $100 bills that grandma gave him for his birthday while Brett has actually been putting in the hard work and trying to have decent, good conversations with her. So who do you think she's going to pick, bro? I don't know about you, but it's a pretty clear situation in my mind. Like, it's pretty clear which one she's going to pick. But anyways, I do digress because, uh, you know, Caroline is like, oh, Brett, like, all right, like, do you need me to, like, get a paper towels or something? And the spoiled kid starts to realize, oh, my God, this is actually backfiring in my face. Because he notices that, like, Caroline is like, oh, Brett, let me help you out, whatever, right? And Brett's like, or no, the, sorry. The spoiled kid's like, oh, my God, Brett, you got water all over you. How embarrassing. And Brett's like, looks at him, he's like, wait, how is it embarrassing that you tripped and spilled water on me? And that's when the spoiled kid realized, wait a minute, if anyone's going to be embarrassed here, it's going to be me because it makes me look clumsy because it makes me look like I just tripped and spilled water all over this guy. Like, if anyone here is going to be embarrassed by this situation, it's actually going to be me. And that's when the spoiled kid's like, oh, well, um, no, dude, it's actually super embarrassing that you got water on you. Like, it's actually embarrassing for you. I feel so embarrassed for your behalf, bro. Like, that's actually so crazy, dude. Like, I'd be so embarrassed if I were you right now. Like, <laughs> Uh, shoot. And that's when the spoiled kid realizes that he kind of messed up doing this whole thing. And Brett's like, oh man, don't worry. Like, it's okay if you're clumsy. Like, I don't really blame you for being super clumsy. And the spoiled kid's like, I'm not clumsy. You're clumsy for getting water all over you. And the spoiled kid, and Brett's like, dude, you tripped and spilled the water on me. And the spoiled kid's like, I didn't trip. I poured the water on you. And Brett's like, oh, so then you just intentionally poured water on me. And he's like, no, I just tripped. And then Brett's like, so you're clumsy then? He's like, no, I'm neither. I'm just awesome. Caroline, you hear that? I'm awesome. Yeah. Uh, stop, stop being so clumsy and getting water on you, Brett. Huh, so clumsy, dude. Goodbye. This spoil kid literally gets up and leaves, trying to make it look like he won that whole altercation where it's just so freaking obvious that he did not win that conversation at all. If anything, it just shows how embarrassingly desperate he is at this point. Because he, he, I think this spoil kid is starting to realize that he is not winning this. He is definitely not the one who is going to be coming out in front. Also, by the way, if you made it this far into the video, comment shoe down below. Completely random word, but I try and make them as random as possible. I just like to see how many people made it this far into the video. So while you're down in the comment section commenting shoe, check out the pinned comment as there's a link to the Spotify in which all these stories are uploaded as podcasts. So make sure to go follow me on there and listen there. As well, there are two links in the description to my other two channels. I will be uploading daily on there from this day forward. Make sure to subscribe as it really does help out. Anyways, right. So Brett and the Spoil Kid are start. It's starting to become like 
people are like spreading the word that Brett is winning. Like it is becoming like a popular rumor that Brett is absolutely bodying the spoiled kid in the quest, uh, the quest for Caroline. That sounds so stupid. In like basically in this little competition they had. And the spoiled kid is very tapped into what the press is, what the press is saying. I can't believe I just said what the press is saying. He's very tapped into what everyone else is saying as it is kind of like one of his best indications. Um, I mean, Brett, knows he's doing well because he knows for a fact that he's actually putting in the work and talking to Caroline and he knows that the spoiled kid is literally just like flexing his grandma's hundred dollar bills and also spilling water on him and looking like a fool so the spoiled kid basically has one last hurrah he is one last major kind of like attempt before he has a freaking mental breakdown and calls everyone poor and says that his dad can literally buy Brett which is just a great thing to say, man. Wow, that is top-notch. You sound like a great person if you say that your dad can literally purchase someone. Bro, what the freak? What? Yeah, but anyways. Um, so his last real attempt, the spoiled kid in his mind was like, I need to do something big. I need to do something bold if I'm going to get Caroline's heart, which actually you should probably just start talking to her. Like, that's the one thing that, like, he refused to do, bro. The one thing he refused to do was actually talk to this girl, which is pretty ridiculous in my opinion. He would always be like, oh, well, me, I just need to flex my Bugatti or whatever. It's like, bro, how about you talk to her, bro? Like, first of all, if you're a kid, everyone knows that, like, the stuff that you have is probably because of your parents, and that's less impressive. Like, it's at least a little bit more impressive if you have, like, a I don't know, like fancy watch or whatever, because at least seems like you made that money in whatever ways you made it. So there's at least like, okay, well, maybe he went through some struggle or something to get that. But when you're a kid, bro, it's like, all right, cool. Your parents are dishing out the bread to you. Like, that's literally not impressive, dude. And also like, you got to talk to her, bro, but whatever. So the spoiled kid is like, yes, the thing I need to do is a big extravagant whatever. Like I need to show my, my love and admiration uh, I don't need to talk to her, bro. I don't need to get to know her because she needs to actually, actually, she needs to get to know me, not the other way around. Uh, I don't need to get to know her. I know she's fine or whatever, right? She needs to know how extravagant and awesome that I am individually. So yeah, uh, anyways, the spoiled kid is about to do something absolutely insane. So let's jump ahead to lunch. So Brett is sitting with the boys and Caroline's sitting at her table with her girlfriends, and uh, Caroline is, like, looking over, giving Brett glances. They're kind of looking at each other. They're being a little flirty. Love is in the air. Life is good, man. Brett knows that he's about to... He knows that he's about to close in on a, on a W, bro. Brett knows he's about to close in on a, on, a, on a win. He knows that, like, he's been putting in the work, he's been putting in the effort, and that his hard work is about to pay off. Basically, the rumor going around is that Caroline has more or less made up her choice and that she wants Brett to ask her out in the next few days. So the spoiled kid, hearing this, thinks that he needs to do something extremely extravagant, which he's about to in the worst possible way. So basically, um, they're all sitting at lunch, and that's when the spoiled kid... Okay, so basically at lunch, there is a kind of like a, a podium with a microphone... And what will happen is, like, when lunch is about to end, a teacher will go up there and make some announcements. It's kind of like, because they get the whole school there in the lunchroom. It's just a really easy way to get everyone together and make some announcements. However, the spoiled kid has decided to sabotage this for his own, uh, his own plans, right? And uh, sabotage it, he does. So basically, what the spoiled kid does is he goes up to the podium, turns on the microphone, is like, hello, hello. Everyone, can I please have your attention? Please, I need your attention right now. And like, first of all, kids are not allowed to go up there. So everyone is like, whoa, 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 what's going on right now? 
It's like, ah, I need everyone's attention immediately. Like, no question about it. Like, Susie, can you shut up, please? Like, I I need your attention. Like, literally calls out some kid in the back. Like, oh, okay. She's like, okay, guys, I need this message to be super clear. Caroline. And immediately when he says the name Caroline, like, Brett is like, oh, shoot, dude. This kid's about to embarrass himself. Like, at the end of the day, Brett is only benefiting from, like, the spoiled kid looking like an idiot. But at the same time, like... He felt kind of bad, bro. Like, he felt kind of bad. Brett has at least a little bit of a heart. And so the spoiled kid is on the mic being like, Caroline, Caroline, I want to let you know that I know how into me you are. Which, like, first of all, hey, bro, what are you doing? I love how he opens it with, like, I know how into me you are. Like, dude, what makes you believe that? He's probably saying that just probably thinking like oh if i tell her like she's a sheep if i tell her something she'll believe it so he's like i know how into me you are and i just want to let you know that i think you're okay as well like i guess you're fine so for that reason i will be giving you the opportunity to go on a date with me this friday you i mean i know you're gonna say yes but uh feel free to say yes in front of everyone so they know that i'm the winner and brett is the loser yeah and it is dead freaking silence for like a good couple seconds. And I know you're thinking, oh, it's dead silence for a couple seconds. These were the longest seconds ever. These were minute long seconds, or at least it felt like these were minute long seconds. Like this was insane. So yeah, uh, sure enough, it's just dead silence. And then everyone turns their head. Like every single person turns their head to look at Caroline. And Caroline, I guess she was like, I don't know. Like, she wasn't really happy. Okay, look, dude, you can... And it's not okay. Like, these like these, these big gestures, I think it's just, like, important for me to, like, reiterate. It's not a really okay thing to do, bro. Because, like, you're really putting this... Like, this is embarrassing for the other person. It's totally chill if you want to ask someone out. But do so in a more respectful way. I mean, unless you know for a fact that they love the attention and that they want to say yes to you. Like, something like this is just, you're embarrassing someone. They don't consent to you embarrassing them, bro. Like, anyway, so she goes up to the podium and the spoiled kid's probably like, yes, she's going to say that I won in front of everybody. So Caroline goes up to the podium, grabs the microphone, looks at the spoiled kid directly in the eyes and says, sorry, but no. The whole, like, crowd is like, like, oh my god, she just said no to spoil kid in front of everyone. This means that her and that are, Brett and are dating right now. And she puts the microphone back. And the spoil kid is, like, just kind of, like, sitting, he's just kind of, like, there, bro. He's literally just there. So the spoiled kid is very angry about this. He's like, oh my god. (sighs) And instead of blaming Caroline, which first of all, good, you shouldn't blame Caroline, right? The only person to blame here is really yourself in this situation. But the spoiled kid grabs the microphone and in front of everyone is like, Caroline, you're making a huge mistake. Brett is a little poor kid. I am the richest. And everyone's like, bro, what did you just say? Like, that is the weirdest sentence to ever come out. And he's like, Brad is so poor and I'm so rich that my father could literally buy him if he wanted to and it would be literally 0.0001% of what he has. Like he could buy him a billion times and still be richer than Brett, bro. And everyone's like, bro, hurt. What do you, hey, hey, bro, what do you mean by buy him, bro? Like, uh, what do you mean by that? And so the spoiled kid's like, Caroline, you're making a mistake. And then he turns to Brad, he's like, Brett, 
How much, like, what did you do? Like, what did you tell her? Like, what lies? What spells? What witchcraft? I am obviously the better one. Literally, I am the best. I have all the, and the spoiled kid literally is just having a meltdown, like an ego explosion. He's talking about how he's better than Brett, how he's, like, more attractive, richer, nicer, more humble. Like, the nicer and humble part is just pretty ironic for having a mental breakdown on stage about how epic you are. Like, he can't be like, I'm the most, I'm the most sexiest, richest, hottest, and most humble individual on planet Earth, and I need to let you know. So this spoiled kid is like, and I had enough of this. He literally takes the microphone and chucks it on the ground and it breaks into like a bunch of pieces. By this time, the staff have made it to the stage and like take this spoiled kid away. And they bring him to the principal's office and bro gets suspended for three days and has to like literally make a, okay, not a public apology, but he needs to write an apology letter to both Brett and Caroline. Bro got owned.